This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to The Huddle Podcast. We're talking about boldness today. Sir Francis Bacon once said, Boldness is ever blind, for it sees not dangers and inconveniences, whence it is bad in counsel, though good in execution. And I want to talk about this quote today. I think this is the absolute best description of boldness that I have ever heard. Boldness is ever blind. There's a blindness to being bold. Meaning, when you're bold, you have to force yourself to ignore so many outlying factors. You have to force yourself, when you're being bold, to ignore some of the things that are right in front of your face. When you're being bold, you're being brave and courageous, you have to choose what input is going to make it all the way to your mind and be processed and be followed through. So in a way, boldness is blindness, but it's willful blindness. You are choosing to put the blinders on and to take a stand and to be bold, not regular, not um, typical, general, common but to be bold. You know, if you have a bold flavor, it sticks out. You have to choose to stick out. And you're not worried about dangers or inconveniences, as Francis Bacon says. So in counsel, like when you're giving advice to somebody, telling them to be bold is bad counsel. Hey, get out there, make it happen, don't worry about the consequences. What a bad piece of advice that is. You know, wise counsel would say, you need to sit down, you need to consider the cost, map things out strategically, you need to look at what could happen if you fail, what could happen if you succeed, and then you need to do a formal risk assessment to see if this is the right move for you right now. You know, walking into your boss's office and saying, Here's my two weeks notice. I quit. Okay, that's bold. (laughs) Let me tell you. Is it advisable? Most of the time it isn't, right? Most of the time if you ask for somebody's counsel or wisdom or advice, they would say, well, you know, you need an exit strategy. You need to make sure you know what you're going on to. Secure a position maybe and then you can walk in there to your boss, right? But to be bold and to simply go out and say, this is what I'm doing, this is what's happening, I'm out, I'm quitting, without knowing what the next step is, well, that's just not wise counsel. And I would agree with that. And Bacon would agree with that as well. It's not good advice. But he says, it is good in execution. There's something about being bold that even though it's not advisable, It tends to be good in execution. Now, I think boldness can be misconstrued and can be confused with several uh, different related um, sort of ideas or attributes. One of them is being foolhardy. So if you're being foolhardy, you are just absolutely throwing caution to the wind 24-7 you're being careless, you're being reckless, you are absolutely uh, so convinced that nothing bad is going to happen to you, that you can just do whatever you want, right? That's called being foolhardy. And I would say that's different than being bold. But boldness is something that has come up 
just the last few weeks with me, this word bold and boldness has come up several times. And whenever that happens in my life, whenever there's a word that continuously comes up for me, it sticks in my mind, I take that as a sign that this is something important for me right now and in this time. And I wonder if boldness could be something for you right now as well. Maybe you need a little more boldness in your life. You know, I was talking with a lady about my online business and there's some investment on the front end. It's pretty minimal. You can get started for a little more than $100 all the way up to five, $600, right? And I always tell people, do what's good for you. Uh, don't take food off your table. You know, do what's good for you and your family. And for a long time, I had taken this approach of, you know, expecting people to not have the money to invest or to raise that as an objection to my business. And the way I would handle that was, you know, basically to just say, hey, yeah, I get it. You know, it's not for everybody, right? Kind of leave it alone. But something really got ignited in me when I was talking to this lady on Facebook and she was sharing her heart. She said, I love your company. I love your product and I'm totally sold on it, but I don't have the money. And something was just ignited in me in that moment because I, I had gotten to know this woman a little bit in her situation, single mom, wanting to take better care of her family. And I just took a totally different approach with her than I normally take with people. I took a bold step and a bold approach with her. And I, I just said, you know, I, I can relate. I, I, I used an old technique that I had heard. And if you know me, you know I'm not really big on techniques. You know, I believe in authenticity, being an authentic and a genuine person. And so I'm not big on using canned techniques of, of any kind, okay? But some of you may have heard of this as well. And it's the feel, felt, found model. So when you encounter an objection in life, and this can be if you're asking for a raise at the office, uh, this can be if you're trying, you know, obviously to sell a product, persuade someone to get involved with a movement, get a kid to clean their room, right? This process can be used. It's the feel, felt, found process. I don't normally do stuff like this with people because inward, you know, inwardly, I felt like it's not genuine. But I, I, I all of a sudden, I was just overtaken. I said, what I need right now is I need the feel, felt, found approach, but I have to do it authentically. And something was just set on fire in my soul. And I used the feel, felt, found approach and I used it authentically. And I said to this person, I know how you feel, which is true. I've been there. I've been at a place in my life where I wanted more financially, but I didn't know how to get it. I was frustrated uh, I saw a good opportunity, but I didn't have the money for it. So I know how you feel, okay? And I, and I have felt the exact same way. I totally understand how you're feeling, okay? But here's what I found, right? I found that unless you invest in something, nothing's going to change. And for me, I shared the story of when I began online teaching courses. When I first started, if you haven't heard my story, 
when I first started with online teaching courses, I didn't have a webcam, I didn't have a microphone, I didn't have screen capture software. And I didn't have the money on hand to go out and to buy those things. And so I went to my wife and I said, hey, you know, this is what I want to do, but we don't have the money. And my wife is awesome. And she said, well, we have a credit card. If this is what you think it is, take a shot. And if you're wrong, how much is it? I said, well, it'd probably be, you know, 350, 400, you know, no more, probably a little, you know, maybe a little more than 400, but no more than that, about $400. She said, yeah, if that's all it is, go for it. I mean, what would the interest on that be? you know, each month, if we couldn't pay it back, you know, let's say it doesn't pan out. It's $400. So what? No big deal. And so I did, I went for it. I bought the stuff that I needed, put it on a credit card and I started my online teaching courses. To date, I've made almost $70,000 over the past four years with my teaching courses, averaging right now a little over $20,000 a year with those courses. So did I get my money back? Yeah, it worked out. It panned out. So I shared this with her and I shared it with her in boldness. And, and, you know, this is the thing about being bold. Being bold doesn't mean that you're even speaking as passionately as I'm speaking right now. When I sent her those messages, I was putting my entire heart and soul into it. And I was speaking something like this. You know, I said, I I know how you feel. I've completely been there. And here's my story. Here's what I found. If you don't invest in anything, you end up in the same position over and over again. At some point, you have to take a risk. And I told him, I said, you know, I do believe you have to do what's good for you and your family. But if you're really serious about this and you're ready to work This is what I'll tell you. This is what I'll promise you. I will work with you until you are successful and achieve the financial and time freedom that you want or you quit. One or the other. I will work with you relentlessly. I will fight for you to the bitter end. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to help you succeed. Let's do this thing if you're serious. Do what's good for you. But I say find the money. Right? Find the money, take a risk, take a chance, do something bold this year. Because let's be honest, guys and ladies, when we're on our deathbed, I mean, think about this for just a second. If I'm on my deathbed and I didn't spend $400 to do online teaching courses, how am I going to feel about that? That is such a weak way to live. It's $400. Go for it. You know, so many people, and you may be one of those out there right now, they need perspective. You need to believe that you can dream again. You need to take another risk and another chance. If you stepped out previously and things didn't work out the way you wanted them to, that's called life. Step out again. Start another company. Start another diet plan. Go to a different gym. Get a different personal trainer, okay? Whatever your goal is, go out there and be bold. Dream again. Live again. Risk again. Man, life, life is risky. 
And let me tell you the greatest risk of all, and then I'm going to wrap this up. The greatest risk of all, I firmly believe, is living a safe, normal, typical life and then getting to the end of that boring, mundane existence and regretting what could have been. That's pretty risky. So you can go through life, don't take any chances, play it safe. But if you do that, what are you going to end up with? I don't think that's the life that anybody really wants to live. And I talk, again, I talk to people every single day. And, and it's, it's amazing that they tend to focus on, well, what if I invest in your business and I don't get a return? Well, if you don't invest, you're definitely not going to get a return. So we know how that story goes. If you don't invest, we know you're not getting a return. If you do invest, one of two things is going to happen. Really one of three if we want to be cover all our bases. One of three things happens when you risk, when you invest in something. I don't care if it's money or time, your energy, your focus, whatever. When you invest in something, one of three things has to happen. You either get a return on that investment, you break even on that investment, or you lose on that investment. Now, if you if you're risking a few hundred dollars, if you're risking an hour at the gym, if you're risking six months or a year's worth of work, what is that but a drop in the bucket of your overall existence and your life? Really, what is it? It's very small. So I encourage you this year as I'm focused on this, be bold. Go out there Throw a little bit of caution to the wind and live a little bit. You know, it may not pan out the way that you thought it would or that you want it to, but at least at the end of everything, you can say, I lived, I tried, I risked. And I tell you what, stories of people who take a risk, they're always good. I mean, I have never heard anybody tell a story where they they were sincerely risking some like they had something to lose i've never heard a story regardless of the outcome where there was a risk involved that has not been incredible sometimes the story ends with you losing big sometimes it ends with you winning big but every time all the everything i've ever heard when somebody takes a risk you know what you're gonna live big there's going to be some great experiences along the way. So I challenge you to live boldly and to live big this year.